0: great privilege to sing for you a song that's never been sung before by anybody. One that was written especially for me by one of the greatest composers in the music field today. It's something more than a song. I feel it's one of the most beautiful compositions that was ever written. A song that will never die. The author, Mr. Irving Berlin. The title, God Bless America. While the storm clouds gather far across the sea, let us swear allegiance to our land that's free. Let us all be grateful that we're far from there. (laughs) i <laughs>
1: there, my Israelite brothers and sisters. Welcome to Brother Hebert Presents. This is part one of God Blessed America. This paper is found on the main menu at www.thinkoutsidethebeast.com. God blessed America. Did you hear that correctly? God blessed America, as in past tense, Does God still bless America? When was the last time God blessed America as a nation? This presentation will look at America from its birth to its present state of decay. But first, we need to consider and examine the prophecy of America. America comes from two words, Ami and Rika. My people, plenteous land. 2 Samuel
2: 7.10 Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, that they may dwell in a place of their own, and move no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as before time.
1: This is a future prophecy of America. It cannot be Palestine because this prophecy is given while his people israel are in palestine now most of you are already thinking isn't this prophecy about the jews and the land of israel isn't the bible a jewish book no and no if you are of the worldly accepted belief that the jews are the israel of the bible then you are suffering from a bad case of amnesia and are a victim of identity theft, and you probably identify as a Gentile too. Christ Yeshua warned about being deceived. You may still proceed with this presentation, but you would be better off if you learned about who is who first. If you can entertain the idea and the fact that the Jews are not Israelites, but rather are the descendants of Cain and of Esau, and that we Caucasian peoples of Europe and America are the descendants of Jacob Israel, then praise Yahweh God, for you have eyes that can start to see. You are giving yourself a chance to see the truth. You can do some homework now with the links provided to learn the correct identity of the children of Jacob and the children of Esau, or you can proceed and look at the links afterwards. It matters who and what we believe. We have provided links throughout this paper next to every topic we will discuss. You can look at them at any time, If you want to open them you may want to right click your mouse and open them in another tab when our israelite ancestors came over from europe to this land they were escaping catholic religious domination and seeking a new land to worship the god of abraham isaac and jacob they were seeking a land that would be a place of their own they were following the divine influence on their hearts and they were being sown in the earth by God. They were fulfilling prophecy. These ancestors of ours were descendants of the twelve tribes of Jacob Israel that were scattered among the nations, beginning in 745 B.C. because of the sins of their idolatry and race-mixing. This scattering in 745 B.C. was a divorce. That's why Christ Jesus came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel, to reconcile us back to God. This punishment and scattering was the sowing of our people in the earth. Deuteronomy 28.64 And Yahweh shall scatter you among all people, from the one end of the earth even unto the other, And there you shall serve other gods, which neither of you nor your fathers have known, of wood and stone. This was part of the conditions of the covenant, the curses that would follow disobedience. Ezekiel
2: 22.15 And I shall scatter you among the nations, and shall disperse you throughout the lands and shall consume your filthiness out of you.
1: Our ancestors continued in iniquity and would not return to Yahweh, so he performed the word he spoke, scattered them, and later on, when the gospel caught up to them, their filthinesses were consumed through their repentance and return to Yahweh. Everywhere our people went, they were being sown. When they heard the gospel, the ones that took hold of it grew into Christians. Our ancestors made their way through the Caucasus mountains into the wilderness of Europe, where they were nourished with the gospel. Revelation 12:14, And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for a time, and times and half a time, from the face of the serpent. Exodus
2: 19.4 You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bare you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself.
1: We Anglo-Saxon Israelites are the seed of the woman. The seed of the serpent is the race which spawned from the unholy union between Eve and the serpent in the garden. Hence, the serpent race. These devils in the flesh follow us around, biting at our heels. They infiltrate our societies, usurp our governments and laws, and change our Christian values into Judeo-values which are not Christian values. Genesis 49 begins the telling of how the sons of Jacob Israel would go on to settle the white nations of Europe and eventually America. Leviticus 26 is about the seven times punishment, which was for 2,520 years until the regathering of all 12 tribes here in America. 745 BC plus 2,520 years equals 1776. Wow! 2nd wow. Samuel 7:10 is the future prophecy of America. Genesis, Leviticus, Joshua, 2nd Samuel, 1st Chronicles, Nehemiah, Psalms, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Hosea, Amos, Micah, Zephaniah, Zechariah, and Romans all contain clues, details, marks, and prophecies of America and the regathering of scattered Israelites. If you find this hard to believe, it's because for generations the churches have been compromised and have been teaching damning heresies, mistaken identity, and Jewish fables. How can 33,000 denominations of Christianity be talking about the same thing? I thought there was only one God, one belief, and one immersion of truth. Apparently, there are many gods, many beliefs, and many ways to baptize. Just pick one, right? Wrong. As for me and my house, we serve Yahweh God. We have faith in THE belief, and we are immersed in the truth of who we are and whose we are. If you don't know what THE belief is, please look at the links provided. Now back to what America started out as. America began as a white Christian nation under Yahweh God. Here are some PowerPoints to remember. America was founded by the posterity of white Anglo-Saxon Israelite Christians. The Constitution was established by this posterity. Posterity is defined by Webster's 1828 Dictionary as descendants, children, indefinitely, the race that proceeds from a progenitor. The preamble states, We the people, ourselves and our posterity. We have de jure citizenship, which is our heritage, our birthright. It's the status of our parents and ancestors. And it comes from the posterity of we the people, who ordained and established the Constitution for the United States of America. Notice, for the United States of America. And notice, United States are not capitalized. The Constitution was created to form the United States of America. With Yahweh God given unalienable rights, we, as sovereign de jure citizens, created the sovereign states, the Constitution, and the United States of America. The created, the United States, cannot be greater than the Creator, the people. The government works for us. We, the people, have the power. Given by God, of course. Many will argue that America was not founded as a white Christian nation under God. An examination of the Constitution and its language proves it was. The laws... Values and morals proves it was. The blessings and prophecies proves it was. The idea and the attack that America is not a Christian nation comes from the naked communist goals. Goals twenty nine and thirty discredit Discredit the Constitution and and founding fathers. fathers. What is the naked communist? published in 1958, written by Cleon Skousen, a former FBI agent and political theorist, written to warn Americans what agenda our enemies had regarding our republic. But we didn't listen. Deuteronomy 31.20
2: For when I shall have brought them into the land which I swear unto their fathers, that flows with milk and honey, and they shall have eaten and filled themselves, and waxen fat. Then will they turn unto other gods, and serve them, and provoke me, and break my covenant.
1: Unfortunately, we now have a constitution of the United States of America. Notice before, we had a constitution for the United States of America. Now, we have one Of the United States of America. What does that matter? Hopefully this presentation will reveal exactly why it matters. God promised our Israelite ancestors that he would bless them and their land if they continued in his ways. The blessings of obedience are found in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Did God bless our Israelite ancestors as a nation when they abandoned him? When they set up idols in the land, oppressed the poor, intermarried with the other races, lent upon usury, and used unjust weights and measures? Well, even before the Israelites made it into the promised land and set up the kingdom and nation, They were wandering in the wilderness. They were being instructed in the way. They were fighting wars and battles, and when they were obeying, they were winning. When they were disobeying, they lost. Exodus 32.10
2: Now, therefore, let me alone, that my wrath may wax hot against them, and that I may consume them and I will make of you, Moses, a great nation.
1: We almost didn't even make it past the first year of coming out of Egypt. God was so angry, he threatened to destroy the children of Israel and start over with Moses and his children. Of course, he wouldn't do that because he made promises to Abraham and his seed through Isaac and Jacob, but he was making a point. Remember the episode in Joshua about Achan and the accursed things? Yahweh God instructed the people not to take anything from the nations they defeated. As the Israelites were fighting against the Canaanite tribes, they started losing. Why? Joshua 7.1 but the children of Yisrael committed a trespass in the accursed thing, for Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of Yahweh was kindled against the children of Yisrael. Everything in Jericho, except Rahab and her family, and the gold, silver, bronze, and iron were accursed, devoted to utter destruction. The events in chapter 7 show that the sins of the people will affect the nation. Yahweh did not bless the Israelites in their battles when there were traitors and rebels amongst them and taking of the accursed things which they were commanded not. Joshua was asking Yahweh why he would deliver them into their enemies' hands. Verse 10, And Yahweh said
2: unto Joshua, Get you up, wherefore lost you thus upon your face? Yisrael has sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them. For they have taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen and dissembled also and they have put it among even their own stuff.
1: Yahweh does not want accursed things among Israelite things. Most of the Israelites were unaware of what Achan and his family did. Verse 12.
2: Therefore the children of Yisrael could not stand before their hated enemies, but turned their backs before their hated enemies, because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you any more, except you destroy the accursed from among you. Up, sanctify the people, and say, Sanctify yourselves again tomorrow. For thus says Yahweh Elohim of Yisra'el There is an accursed thing in the midst of you, O Yisra'el. You cannot stand before your hated enemies. Until you take away the accursed thing from among you.
1: When you take from the accursed thing that is devoted to utter destruction, you also become a part of that accursed thing, and therefore appointed to be destroyed. We see that. When Israel established the kingdom during the days of Samuel and Saul, the Philistines oppressed them. Saul was also an unrighteous king that did not follow Yahweh's orders, and the people were not observing his holy feast days. We see that when David became king, the kingdom prospered. David was the one who reinstituted the Levitical priesthood to its original order established in the book of Leviticus. The priesthood did not function properly during the time of the judges. The kingdom still had its hardships because David sinned by positioning Uriah to be killed so he could marry his wife. For this cause, Yahweh refused to allow David to build the temple for him and David would be constantly at war. First Chronicles eight three, But God said unto me,
2: You shall not build a house for my name, because you have been a man of war and has shed blood.
1: We see in the books of the kings that Solomon's reign was peaceful and prosperous, but later in life he went, after strange wives and strange gods, and Yahweh God split the kingdom into two houses, the house of Israel and the house of Judah. The house of Israel had fallen deep into idolatry and race-mixing, and the house of Judah soon followed in the footsteps of the ten-tribed house of Israel. The prophets were sent by Yahweh and the people refused to listen. Their sins kept abounding. Yahweh then sent a bill of divorce to his estranged wife, the children of Yisrael, and punishment was decreed. Judgment was coming. Yahweh sent the Assyrians to clean house. Starting in 745 B.C., The Assyrians began their invasion and deportation of the house of Israel and most of the house of Judah. Jerusalem was spared, because during the days of Hezekiah they returned to the Way and to Yahweh. A bit of a reprieve, because they repented and changed their wicked ways, but that didn't last very long. And Jerusalem quickly fell back into idolatry and race mixing. Yahweh sent the Babylonians to finish them off and take the survivors to Babylon for 70 years. So yes, Yahweh withdrew his blessings from the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah when they abandoned Yahweh and his ways He brought down judgment upon them by the hands of the Assyrians and Babylonians. Yahweh uses our adversaries to punish us. He also uses sickness and calamity to punish us. An examination of all the empires, kingdoms, and nations we've built shows that history always repeats itself because we always repeat the same mistakes. Every empire fell due to the same process. Infiltration by the seed of the serpent, usury and fiat currency, multiculturalism, race mixing, porn, gambling, and homosexuality. so does god bless america i will make the argument in this presentation that god has not blessed america as a nation since just before the 1800s shortly after her birth 6 years after to be exact starting in 1782 revelation 12:4 And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. As the woman represents Israel all throughout time, this dragon represents the satanic power, Satan, or the adversary, And his children throughout time. The adversary was there in the garden, ready to devour the seed of the woman. The adversary was there when Jesus Yeshua Christ was born, ready to devour the Christ child. The adversary was there in 1776, ready to devour the birth of Christian America. Satan The devil, Halel, Lucifer, the adversary, whatever you want to call him, has always been there ready to strike, ready to devour, ready to take what was given to us by God. The devil does not do this alone. He has many children, and this is what they do. Destroy and devour. Take and profane, acquire, and pervert, usurp and oppress. This is what Genesis three fifteen is all about. Now Yahweh God married our Israelite ancestors at Sinai. There he made covenants and promises with them. Deuteronomy twenty eight one. And it shall come to pass If you shall hearken diligently unto the voice of Yahweh your Elohim, to observe and to do all his commandments which I command you this day, that Yahweh your Elohim will set you on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on you and overtake you, if you shall hearken unto the voice of Yahweh your Elohim. We would be blessed in the city, in the field blessed in the fruit of the body the ground the livestock in victuals blessed when we come in and when we go out our enemies that rise up against us would be smitten and flee seven ways if we hearken to yahweh we would be blessed in our storehouses and what we set our hands to do blessed in our land Established as a holy, set-apart people. That he would open unto us his good treasure, Blessed with rain in its season. Blessed with being the lenders and not the borrowers. Being the head and not the tail. That we would be above and not beneath. Verse 13. If that you hearken unto the commandments of Yahweh your God, which I command you this day, to observe and do them, and you shall not go aside from any of the words which I command you this day, to the right hand, or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. But it shall come to pass, if you will not hearken unto the voice of Yahweh your Elohim, to observe, to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you this day, that these curses shall come upon you, and overtake you. Cursed shall we be in the city, in the field, in our victuals. Cursed will be our children, the fruit of the land and our livestock. Cursed when we come in and when we go out. Cursed, vexed, And rebuked in all that we do. Pestilence, fever, inflammation, Violent fevers, the sword, and mildew Will pursue us until we perish. Cursed with no rain, As the skies overhead shall be bronze, And the land iron. Smitten before our enemies, And we will flee seven ways. Cursed with tumors, and hemorrhoids, scabs, and the itch whereof we cannot be healed, smitten with madness, blindness, and stupefied in the heart. We'll be groping in the day as the blind gropes in darkness. We will not prosper and only be oppressed and spoiled evermore, and no man shall save us. Our wives will lie with other men. We will build and plant, but not dwell therein or gather. Our livestock will be violently taken away. Our sons and daughters will be given to another people, as we long for them all the day long. All our fruits and labors shall be consumed by the other races, and the stranger within shall get up above us very high and we shall come down very low. We will become the creditors, and not the lenders. We shall be the tail, and they shall be the head. Verse 48. Therefore shall you serve your hated enemies which Yahweh shall send against you, in hunger, and in thirst, and in nakedness, and in want of all things and he shall put a yoke of iron upon your neck, until he has destroyed you. The rest of the chapter goes on to describe how we will serve our enemies who do not understand our ways or our God, enemies that hate us and our God, enemies that will not regard our old or young, that will eat our livestock and fruit of the land, and not leave us grain, wine, or oil, enemies that will besiege us and open all our gates throughout all our lands which God has given us. Verse 63. And it shall come to pass that as Yahweh rejoiced over you to do good and to multiply you, So Yahweh will rejoice over you to destroy you, and to bring you to naught, to exterminate you, and you shall be plucked from off the land where you go to possess it.
2: Proverbs 126 I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear comes.
1: Was Yahweh God joking when he laid out, The ground rules? Was he giving us instructions so we would continue in his way? Or did he change from that mean old God of the Old Testament to the God of love in the New Testament, and now all you have to do is just believe and declare you're saved? Was the law done away with and we're all under grace so it doesn't matter how we live as long as you're a good person? Can we tolerate evil and make peace with and love our enemies? And can we allow idols in the land and have a Sodom and Gomorrah type society where everyone can coexist? Can we not fall from grace or be blotted out of the book of life? No, God was not kidding. He chose us as His special people. To be set apart from all other peoples, to continue in the way, his way, to keep his laws and holy days, to pass our heritage and traditions on to our children, to be the light of the society and the example of a Christian nation under God. Our great nation was truly blessed. Our people multiplied and spread the gospel. Our people built the greatest country on the earth and in history. They were blessed, guided, protected, and prosperous in their new home. Now let's see if God still blesses America. So when was the last time God blessed America? Let's start at the beginning. 1776. God blessed the creation of America. Obviously. The Constitution was written by mostly Christian Israelite men. A small few were deists meaning believing in god but not a practicing christian god was involved prophecy was fulfilled but as history is repeated and as history shows us the enemy is there to quickly capitalize on our blessings just as the serpent was there in the beginning and beguiled eve the serpent was there to devour this nation that was born in a day. The Founding Fathers knew what would destroy America,
2: and they warned us. I warn you, gentlemen, if you do not exclude the Jew forever, your children's children will curse you in your grave. Their ideas are not those of Americans. The leopard cannot change his spots. The Jews are a danger to this land, and if they are allowed to enter, they will imperil its institutions. They should be excluded by the Constitution. Benjamin Franklin Benjamin was not the only one who warned
1: us about the serpent race. There's links provided that will show you we were warned from God's mouth, from Jesus' mouth, from the mouth of famous people throughout history, and from the Jews' own mouths. We were warned throughout history of the rascality of the children of the devil.
2: Nevertheless, The children of Jacob Israel created the Constitution and the United States of America, and they expelled not the Canaanites nor the Edomites. But the Canaanite and Edomite dwell among the American Israelites until this day. Joshua 13.13
1: You're going to see a lot of instances in this presentation that will show that the Jew is the architect of the planned destruction and demolition of America and Christianity. We cannot properly cover what happened to America if we don't identify the root of the problem. So with that being said, if you can't believe that the Jews are the ones behind the destruction of every empire, then please see, why is it the Jews? The link is provided. The truth is always controversial. They haven't been kicked out of countries over 359 times in history for no reason. And it's not because people were jealous of them, as the liberal would say. Following the birth of our country, the destruction begins immediately. The haters of Jesus Christ and Christianity begin their campaign, again. It's in their blood. It's in their DNA. It's God's prophecy about them found in Genesis three fifteen,
2: and I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel we Jews
1: we are the destroyers and will remain the destroyers nothing you can do will meet our demands and needs We will forever destroy, because we want a world of our own. Maurice Samuel This is probably the reason why they have been kicked out of countries over 359 times in recorded history. No other race of people have a track record like the Jews. They are from beneath and are born to destroy. The Jews are not the only ones to blame, though. We are to blame, too. We are given free will, and we have a brain to think and a heart to judge. Yes, if you look at who is behind most, if not all, the anti-Christian agendas, the Jew is always there. Most of the blame goes on the churches. There are many preachers and watchmen that tried to warn us about what was happening to our country, such as Father Coughlin from the 1930s, and later on, men like Dr. Wesley Swift and Bertrand Comperay, Sheldon Emery, Ben Anderson, Jack Moore, William Pierce, and William Gale, Herbert Armstrong, Nord Davis Jr., Eustace Mullins, and Pete Peters, just to name a few. Only a few of us left today do what we can to overcome censorship and being demonized for teaching the truth in a satanic-run society. The last time the churches and righteous preachers as a whole did their job was during the Revolutionary War. The pastor patriots that taught the Christian belief and liberty in the pulpits and then led the men into battle. They
2: wore their uniforms under their robes. We need more Boanerges, or sons of thunder, in the pulpit. If Satan rules in our halls of legislation, the pulpit is responsible for it. If our politics become so corrupt that the very foundations of government are ready to fall away, The pulpit is responsible for it. Charles G. Finney
1: It all went downhill from there. Ephesians 6.12 For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickednesses in high places. I personally believe that Yahweh God has not blessed America as a nation since 1782. I believe Yahweh blesses his people, we individuals that walk in his way and that are Christians with correct knowledge and understanding, that call upon him and trust in him, that obey him. But, as a nation, I believe America began becoming the Devil's Playground since 1782. And this presentation will show why.
0: <laughs>
1: we will see later on in this presentation the fruits of the agenda to destroy America, Christianity, and white Americans. That agenda is the same agenda the knock serpent in the garden had. The same agenda during the Tower of Babel, the same agenda as Sodom and Gomorrah, the same agenda as Babylon, the same agenda as the Pharisees and Sadducees, the same agenda as King Herod, the same agenda as the Freemasons, the Jesuits, the Illuminati, the bankers, the Republicans, Democrats, liberals, socialists, communists, and Marxists, the World Economic Forum, the corporations, the technocrats, and the United Nations. It's the message of the thousand points of light we heard George Bush Sr. speak about. The occult philosophy of the secret brotherhood teaches of the bright, radiant center within each individual. This bright center reflects the rays of the great central sun, the Masonic deity, and is how man expresses the will to become awake, to become illumined. A thousand points of light is a reference to placing thousands of members all throughout the communities of the white Christian nations to tear them down from within. Has it worked? Let's find out. Deuteronomy 4.23 Take heed unto yourselves, lest you forget the covenant of Yahweh your Elohim, which he made with you, And make you a graven image, or the likeness of anything, which Yahweh thy Elohim has forbidden you.
2: 1782. The All-Seeing
1: Eye and the Pyramid on the Seal of the United States. 2 Kings 1710. And they set them up images and groves in every high hill, and under every green tree. Right away, Satanic symbols were introduced into our emblems and seals. D.C. Street Sorcery. The construction of the roads and buildings were designed by Freemasons and are aligned into Satanic symbols and shapes. Pierre-Charles L'Enfant designed the basic plan for Washington, D.C. L'Enfant was a Freemason. Freemasonry is a Jewish secret society designed to destroy Christianity. Many of our Founding Fathers were said to be Freemasons. That may be true, but there were several different groups of Freemasonry. The Founding Fathers who were Freemasons were of Protestants who were against the Catholic Church. The all-seeing eye and the pyramid first appeared on the reverse side of the seal of the United States in a design approved by Congress in 1782. Pendant seals were commonly used to authenticate official communication at the period, so the committee, including Founding Fathers Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, and John Adams, set about designing the two sides of the Great Seal of the United States. The final design took six years and went through three different committees, including a total of 14 men before finally being approved by Congress in the fall of 1789. It is difficult to estimate the exact contribution that each man brought to the final design. The first committee contributed the all-seeing eye in a triangle, and the 13-step unfinished pyramid was added by the third committee in 1782, but was most likely inspired by second committee member, Francis Hopkinson's continental note design. According to great seal expert Robert Hieronymus, both pyramids were influenced by Sir John Greaves' 1646 depiction of an unfinished pyramid. The 13-step pyramid signifies strength and duration. The pyramid is uncapped and unfinished, signifying that America is still an incomplete nation. The all-seeing eye, or the eye of providence, and the motto Anuit coeptus, God has favored our undertakings, refers to God's interventions in favor of the American cause. The general implication here is that God looks down favorably upon all people or groups who use this symbol as a form of representation. It is supposed to symbolize how powerful and all-knowing God is and that he is always watching and will favor those who carry this symbol. The eye of providence also uses a number of other symbols which are often seen as being significant, especially in the Christian religion. For instance, the triangle within which the eye of providence sits represents the Christian trinity. As for the other elements used along with the eye element, the clouds and the bursts of light coming from the eye of providence and the triangle which it rests within are used to illustrate divinity, holiness, and God himself. As you can see, the eye of providence has its roots in Christian beliefs. Additionally, in relation to these bursts of light, The symbol also represents a form of spiritual illumination or revelation. Why the name the Eye of Providence? You might be wondering what the word providence itself means. Literally translated, it means divine guidance. In other words, many believe that the Eye of Providence is a form of spiritual and godly guidance that good Christians must follow in order to be pious. However, from the 18th century onwards, there were many who no longer believed in the Christian God. Therefore, after this time, the meaning of providence changed from the Christian God's divine guidance to the guidance of whatever divine or higher power is out there. The motto on the seal reads Novus Ordo Seclorum, a new order of the ages. Is the great seal filled with Christian symbolism or satanic symbolism or both? I would say both. On one hand, you can believe this seal contains the Christian symbolisms, the eye of providence, favor, strength, guidance, etc. On the other hand, you can see the Freemasonic symbolism as well. Personally, I believe Freemasons had influence during the birth of our country, just like the Freemasons have their fingers in everything. They are the thousand points of light George Bush Sr. was talking about. We'll get to that later. God is not defined, represented, or identified by symbols. The cross, the fish, lights of illumination, eyes and triangles, and so-called Christian images are all idol worship. Personally, I see the pyramid representing Egypt, which is a symbol and reference to captivity. I see the triangle and all-seeing eye as Luciferian symbols. I see Freemasonry all over the designs, front and back. I see a phoenix rather than an eagle, as wings pointing up refer to the phoenix rising, as opposed to an eagle whose wings should point down. I see the illumination of light from the triangle as the false light of Lucifer. I don't agree with the statement of America being an incomplete nation. How can the greatest country on earth and in history be considered incomplete? I don't know which god they are referring to because they don't use his name. God also does not look down favorably upon all people or groups, because he has only one group of people whom he favors. And nowhere does the Bible say we are favored if we carry these symbols. The Eye of Providence and the Triangle, which represents the Trinity, sounds very Catholic to me. And we know Catholicism is not Christianity. And Luciferians used the language of spiritual illumination and enlightenment. Just like our adversaries were among us in days past, they are always there in the days present and future. It's in the prophecy of Genesis 3.15. Our adversaries will be with us, until the prophecy of Obadiah is fulfilled. The enemies of our people were among us when God led our ancestors out of Egypt, provoking us to stray and make idols murmur and complain. The enemies of our people were there in the days of Joshua, where the inhabitants of Gibeon posed as servants of God to save their own lives. They were called the Nethanims. They swooned the Israelites into making an oath with them. As a result, they let them live and join the community. The Nethanims became hewers of wood and drawers of water unto all the congregation. I believe this Nethanim infiltration into the communities of Israel played a part in the future infiltration of our adversaries into the priesthood later on, in the days following Ezra and Nehemiah. In those days, the Edomite Jews of Idumea infiltrated the Levitical priesthood by the time of Christ and posed as Israelite priests and murdered Christ. Herod Agrippa I organized an association of Jews that would later become known as Freemasonry, and their purpose and goal was to destroy the apostles and Christianity. We now have 33,000 denominations of Christianity, so I would say they accomplished that purpose with great success. The adversaries of our people followed us into Europe and after Napoleon freed the Jews from the ghettos, where they were held in check for a thousand years, they afterwards built their banking empire, and proceeded to take over the banking of every country which gave them world hegemony. They slithered into Germany, bringing their fiat money, porn, gambling, and satanic values, which brought Germany into moral decadence, then demonized them, and then used the world to bring the hellstorm upon them and destroyed Germany. Our adversaries followed our people to America and infiltrated our communities and life here, as we can plainly see in the symbols and images on our seal and currency and city designs. I believe the birth of America was prophecy fulfilled and guided by God. But just like what happened to Eve in the garden, our newborn country was tainted with the devil's fingerprints from its beginning. <laughs> Researcher Tex Mars writes in his Codex Magica that Rothschild agent Heim Salomon secretly bribed members of the Great Seal Committees in order to fulfill the aims of the Illuminati. The pyramid represents the New World Order being built under the watchful eye of the Masonic God, Jabulan, who is really Lucifer, and the eagle, which is really a phoenix, representing Satan and his son rising from the destruction of civilization. Armed with the Bible and a $1 bill, self-proclaimed world's most foremost expert of pictography, glyphs, and iconology, Of the $1 bill, Michael Fazio was able to identify 3,300 pictographs hidden on the bill, including a six-winged seraphim, owls, beasts licking their lips, war chiefs, bats, more owls, devils, hooked wing angels, skull and bones, and God's own testicles. In my opinion, I believe the symbols on the great seal satisfied both the Christian American founding fathers and the Freemason-Illuminati Jews that were influencing from the shadows. The symbols obviously have two meanings, one that seems Christian, and the other that favors the Freemason secret society. Again, God does not approve of images, satanic symbolism, and idolatry so I have to lean toward these symbols being an offense to him. I think it's safe to say that the all-seeing eye and pyramid on our country's seal was the first major sin we committed as a nation.